Meet little Melvin. He's a 90-pound weakling. Everyone hated Melvin. Yeah, I'm gonna take this mop and shove it down your throat. They teased him. I'm gonna do it with you. Okay. They taunted him. They tormented him until he had a horrifying accident and fell into a vat of nuclear waste. Transforming little Melvin into a hideously deformed creature of superhuman size and strength. Melvin became the Toxic Avenger. The first superhero born out of nuclear waste. Yes, the muggers and the rapists didn't know what law and order was until the Toxic Avenger came to town. Holy shit! I don't know what it was, but it saved my life. All right, everybody, drop your tacos or I'll blow your brains out. The vandals and the perverts had their way with the little people of Tromaville until the Toxic Avenger ripped them apart. The Toxic Avenger. His face is so terrifying. We can't show it to you now. You'll have to see the movie for yourself. The Toxic Avenger can bend steel with his bare hands. Get it? Leap small cars in a single bound. He crushes drug pushers. Smashes hit and run drivers. And gives all criminals their just desserts. The Toxic Avenger. He was a hero. He's a hero. Wow. He's a fighter. <laughs> He's a lover. Well, Melvin, you're beautiful. The good citizens love him. The fat and corrupt hate him. Kill that bastard. Oh, God, kill him. Yeah. Will he survive? <laughs> For incredible, explosive action, you must see the Toxic Avenger. He's a different kind of hero. The Toxic Avenger is coming to your town. Look out. Come with us now, if you dare, down a rickety staircase into a dank, dark basement. What awaits the Saturday Night Freak Show? <laughs> Welcome back, ladies and gentlemen, to the late night edition of the Saturday Night Freak Show podcast. Wake up. As always, I'm Colin. I'm your host. I'm surrounded by the internet radio superstars... Travis, Brent, Gary, and tonight we watch Travis's movie pick, the immortal classic, The Toxic Avenger. From the there should year. have been an echo there. Oh, echo. There will be the Toxic Avenger. <laughs> <laughs> Made well, in the year of our Lord, nineteen hundred and eighty-four A.D. I believe, and directed by 
Lloyd Kaufman. No. Did Michael Hurts? Yeah, and some other dude. I didn't catch his name. There's two directors at the end of it, yeah. Was there? I I know it was... Sam something. I know it was written by... Oh, my God, what was the guy's name? Like, Joe... Joe something. It's based on a story by Lloyd Kaufman. All right, so give me the... Lloyd Kaufman is uh, the head of Troma Pictures. Give me a brief... You know, it's it's hard to actually find a like I I mean my years of watching trauma. I mean, I guess I haven't really tried so hard, but he they're one of those companies that keep themselves kind of aloof. Like we just tried to watch the intro to this, and all it is is them hawking their shit and goofing around. It's like that's almost what they always are. So it's like I don't fucking as far as I can as far as I figured out is Lloyd Kaufman is a Harvard graduate. <laughs> that, I mean, I guess with his probably, I can only imagine a business degree because he knows all about distribution, set up trauma like 40 years ago now. You know, it's mainly a distribution for other people's movies, but they started off with their the first few of their own with Toxic Avenger, Class of Newcomb High, Sergeant Kabuki Man, I want to say Trauma War... Uh, well, if you're saying 40 years ago, so then they actually started in, what, 74? Yeah, because they started almost every, like, there's so many major stars that you can't, I mean, it's not like they've been in trauma movies, but, like, like Kevin Costner's first movie was distributed by trauma. Really? And, you know, so I don't, they were a distribution place and then got into uh, I'm sure making once, their own. Yeah, so. I'm sure either once they made up enough money, they started making their own. I mean, they've always been on the cheap. You know, anybody that knows trauma knows that. <laughs> they've always yeah. been on the super cheap. And But a lot of people, like, uh, what, in Class of Newcomb High, has one of the special effects dude that worked on Willow, I want to say. So you find a lot of people, you know, that started, well, I mean, hell, the guy that fucking directed Guardians of the Galaxy wrote Tromeo and Juliet, you know. Yeah. I'm pretty sure, I don't know if he directed Tromeo and Juliet and wrote it, but <clears throat> James Gunn, you know what I mean? Yeah. A lot of people get their start at Troma because it's like anybody can work for Troma as long as they're willing to work for free, you know, but it's like, hey, you know, if that's how you... Well, anybody can work for Troma because, I mean, by far and large, their catalog seems to... They don't seem to have, like, a, you know, a bar I want, like, the quality level of their output is. Like they will put out some awful. Oh, they put out tales from the crapper. They, yeah, <laughs> yeah that they, is that is a real movie oh, from them. Shit, yeah. Terror firmer. Yeah, I mean they know, but they know their audience, right? They know their audience. Well, is like, dude, they they only expect this level of fucking bullshit, so they only put out that much, right? Well, that's that's how I look at Tromo. I see him as two guys that love making crappy movies and just have a blast doing yeah. it. That's, yeah, that's how I've seen them. And yeah. it's about, I mean, it's all exploitation, you know, fucking sexy women doing drugs, you know, like almost all of them. But, uh, I mean, the reason the Toxic Avenger is fucking just special to my heart is because, well, number one, I saw it when I was probably like, oh shit, I don't even know, like nine years old, to eight or nine, you know, on like probably WGN or some shit, you know, just. <laughs> and, uh,. Like, I mean, to me, it's like a superhero slash Friday Thirteenth film. You know, you got your your kind of your fucking like prom night opening where all the kids make fun of him till he like kills himself or whatever. You know, like jumps out the window into the toxic waste, then kind of comes back and like chases his people down and kind of like that fucking POV vision or 
whatever. So this is why this movie always struck me as like, oh my god, it's the best of both worlds. It's fucking <laughs> Superman and Friday the 13th rolled into one, you know? Well, and I was talking to these guys earlier, and I said, you know, it seemed to be that that theme went through a lot of the 80s movies that the, the bullied kid gets back, you know, whether it was 3 o'clock high, My Bodyguard, there was always something where the, you know, Carrie. The, the, yeah, Carrie, yeah. Christine, all of them, I mean, they all had that kind of, you know, feel to them that the, you got to come back against the bullies. Yeah, just the Except for Toxie, it actually, well, I don't know how well it worked out, but he did, you know, he came back through chemicals, not supernatural means, so he survived, so yeah, that helped out, I guess. Yeah. <laughs> Which also is why I like this movie, is just because this is another time where, uh, you know, a filmmaker was able to uh, at least put something of a social commentary behind a stupid movie. You know, the whole toxic waste dump bullshit. And, you know, I mean, they don't, like, ram it down your throat, but there's funny little things. They pretty much do. I mean, it's it's set in uh, Tromaville, which is the... U.S.'s, uh, like, toxic waste dumping well, figured, city or whatever. I figured it's cynical, it you know? <laughs> I would say ramming it down your throat would just be like, you know, characters actually like, thank God, there's no more, you know? But they're more, I think, I figure they're just more cynical. Like, yeah, you know, home of the toxic, you know, dump yeah. of the capital of the of America. And when, uh, I love it when uh, Mayor Belgoody or whatever his name is, when uh, they decide, oh, we can move the, the toxic dump over here, and uh, he's like, here's to better living through chemistry. You know, it's just kind of given that I would say that's like punk, right? That's like a punk version of making your point. You're being fucking satirical with it, being tongue in cheek, but you're still making your point, you know? So that the politicians will sell you out. And, you know, as long as they get their money, they don't care if they move the toxic waste dump 20 feet from the city's water reserve. So, you know. Yeah. And so the idea of this movie is that Mayor Belgoody runs his whole, like, criminal organization from the from the health uh, spa in Tromaville. And, uh... Which is where Melvin works, the little... Melvin Ferd. Mop boy. <laughs> Melvin Ferd. Would you look at that fucking guy? Yeah, I like that for Stressing me, stressing me. But that's why, I mean, that's why, I swear to God, man, when I was little, I mean, not... Uh, like, a, I, I remember a few horror movies, like, kind of, like, making me sad, because, you know, mo- horror movies always try to at least kind of look at, like, the victimized person before he becomes the killer. But when I fucking saw this as a kid, and you saw, see how, like... All those people just fucking like laugh him out of a window, man. That like devastated me as a fucking kid. I was just like, these fucks, man. Oh my god, dude. <laughs> and then when they go downstairs, he's like burning, and they're just like, he's faking it, Julie. Oh, he's fake. You know, it's like Jesus. Oh, they're still willing to that laugh in his face. Yeah. You know, when he's just in pain, dude, I thought that was like, oh, man. Well, like you pointed out, too, it, it wasn't an accident. He didn't trip and fall. He didn't. He jumped. He it was, was going to kill himself because dude. they made him feel that way. You know, yeah, they, man. they persecuted him. And then, like you said, they run downstairs. He's coming out. And he's everybody's still laughing at him. I mean, it's like everybody's coming around to see this all going on. And no one's helping the kid. They're all just standing around mocking him. Yeah, dude. You know? Yeah, that's really sad. Uh, I mean, it, the whole movie, like, all the characters seem to share this, like, an extremely cynical uh, viewpoint on life. I mean, like, everybody except maybe Melvin and his eventual girlfriend, like, everybody else is, like, extremely mean-spirited. <laughs> I, I mean, they even, uh, you know, the the guys who 
our Melvin's chief tormentors, you know, borrow a page from Death Race 2000 there, actually running people over for points. You know, <laughs> yeah, getting yeah, drunk, mostly drunk like racist, uh, whatever. Yeah, hit and run like, killers. Running over kids. I mean, there's also, like, the gore factor in this, I think, also, you know, added to the uh, exploitation. <laughs> you know, I mean, because they've got plenty of boobs, uh, just general silliness, and then, like, extreme gore. Is it extreme? I don't know. I, I mean, would say it's extreme. For that yeah. time, yeah. It's, yeah, I mean, anytime you kill a dog... Yeah, and show it laying there. Show it. Yeah, Yeah. just like I love it when uh, Toxy uh, elbows that dude in the nose. (laughs) You know, I mean that. I'm like, oh my god. You know, that looks sick even today. You know, like Jesus. Yeah, broke that guy's nose. (laughs) You're saying they kill a dog. I mean, there was a lot of like uh, questionable like moments in this movie where it seemed like the filmmakers were like crossing a line of good taste. At one point, these guys come into a diner and are terrorizing the uh, customers there and they have a shotgun at some point like there's a shot where like they've got this shotgun in this baby's face yeah. Yeah. you know I mean they shoot this dog and then you know I mean it, and so the dog's all covered with goop and it seemed like there were a couple other moments where I'm like wow that's like you know that's I mean to do that kind of stuff you've kind of like crossed like a a, a line of taste you know it's yeah like, just even running well, I mean, down the child on the bike and then running over his head and just showing it you know where other movies might cut away or not even go that far well, I don't this, know this when actually, they actually released the full uncut version we saw oh, the full really? uncut version okay. I don't even think they released that full uncut version probably until like the 90s or Something like that. So yeah. that was edited down the head uh, the when they back up and go over the right. kid's head. Yeah. Right. Well, I'm sure too. Some of the lines too, like in the I don't know, was the restaurant scene was that intact? Yeah. In the uncut yeah, version. Yeah, that was pretty okay, intact. So, yeah. I mean, we're talking about a group that doesn't mind, you know. One, one sexually assaulting a blind girl in front of everyone in well, the restaurant. Well, that was a joke. Yeah. I mean, it was a fucking yeah. joke. I never, you know, yeah, I always did want to cornhole me yeah. a blind bitch. I mean, yeah. it was a joke. I mean, that's the whole idea, right? Yeah. The idea yeah. that, yeah, they're going to be the extreme. You know, this is like the extreme movie. Yeah, but that's what, well, with trauma, there is no bar. It's 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 right on the ground. They don't care. But they'll I have always it, like... You know, if it's fun and they think it's funny, they'll throw it in there. Yeah. yeah. I mean, this is what I've always called, I've always at least referred to it as, like, this is what I call splatter punk, you know? It's this, like, weird idea of, like, I mean, it's not like this movie says, like, these are the people of the future or nothing like that, but if you look at movies like... Class of 1984, 87? 84. 84. Class of 84, class of 1999, shit like the Mad Max movies, shit like like Class of Newcomb High and this, where it's like the punks or the bad guys are just so fucking devoid of any empathy whatsoever. If anything, they downright, like, enjoy, like, pretty much what the hell they do, you know? Yeah. And I saw, oh, it's all about putting makeup on the face. Oh, I like that. What the hell is with that? It's like Man. the Warriors. They, right. Yeah, it's something. You yeah. know when the first time I ever saw that, I fell in love with it? Dragnet. Episode of the old Dragnet, there was a kid that sold LSD in a two-part. They called Blue Boy, painted half his face blue and half his face uh, gold. Mm. And so then when I saw it continued on, like in like uh, in this, uh, at the at the restaurant, there's the guy with the half black and half, uh, he's got the, you know, I've always just like... Oh shit, man! Those are real fucking real bad guys. Paint their shit up because it's like that's just like this is the future, man. Put on your fucking crazy war makeup or 
And they're, it's assumed, anyways, to me that they're always on some sort of goofballs, right? I mean, they're all hopped up on something, mm-hmm. definitely. Yeah, you can imagine, right? Yeah, got to be, you know. <laughs> except for the except for the women in this film, who like, or the, specifically the one in the sauna who gets off by looking at pictures of the victims of their hit and runs. It, and I know it was before, but that reminded me of Crash. When yeah. I saw her oh, doing yeah. that, I'm like, yeah. that reminds me of Crash a lot. <laughs> <laughs> Definitely, yeah. But she seems, I don't know if she was buying drugs in the locker room, but she seems of, like, reasonably sound mind while she's, you know, doing this. Well, but stuff. she, I see, I love, I love that actress. I don't know the fuck she is, I'd say her name, but. <laughs> yeah. I can't uh, remember, think of the girl's name. Well, Ju- is it Julia's the Blonde? Julie's the Blonde. Julie looks like one of Manson's girls. I mean, through the whole thing, those buggy <laughs> eyes She's got the hers. huge yeah. bug eyes. Yeah. 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 Definitely hired for her, uh. Other talents. Yeah, all the women were like, <laughs> I mean, model-esque, you know, physique. Pretty, yeah. Like, yeah. yeah. But I like, thought... They must be like Playboy playmates or something. But know? I thought that brunette... I thought she was a pretty good actress, you know? I thought she... Because, I mean, her bad guy, you know, persona, I thought was really awesome. Because, it's like, here's a movie where they're totally going to exploit these girls. But the girls, in a way, are more psychotic than the dudes, mm. you know? Because, like, when she's, uh... When, when uh, her and Slug are in the female locker room uh, having sex, and uh, Melvin stumbles upon him, <laughs> and he's like, get out of here, Melvin. And she's like, yeah, or I'll kill you. You know, she's yeah. got that real fucking, like, well, she'd be into it, you know? Yeah. Yeah. She pulls a switchblade with a little pink string yeah, on it. Dude, yeah, dude, I yeah. love that. I was like, yeah. so I think it's cool that, like, even though they're, you know, obviously exploiting, like, the women's, like, you know, showing their breasts and blah, blah, blah. I think it's, it's still cool that they make them just as fucking really bad and evil, like... Just as fucking sadistic, you yeah, know. Not along for the ride, they are like their own instigators, and you know they enjoy it themselves. Yeah, and well, the fact that in '84, I mean, uh, shooting it all in a fitness center, like they, I don't think that we, we have the hindsight now, of, like the '80s being a big fitness thing, right, and aerobics. But at the yeah. time, I don't think. I mean, it must have just been popular. But it's funny when you go back and look at it because, like, these people almost live at this fitness center, right? The, Dude, the Dave Goldman, Schwarzenegger. Made his fucking life at one of those places. I mean, this yeah. is like those yeah. are the days, man. Gold Jim. Right. <laughs> well, well, I like the way that Travis said that she was a pretty good actress because, I mean, like in this movie, that bar is like also set like <laughs> an inch or so off the floor. <laughs> if you can complete your line, you are considered a good actor in this film. <laughs> because again, trauma doesn't care if you can act or not as long as you can complete the line. Well, people cut their teeth on this shit. They cut their teeth. So I like the guy that played Bozo. The, he's stressing me, Julie. He is stressing me. <laughs> that when when uh, when uh, Taxi like does her in and she doesn't show up at the car, he's like, I just need, I need to drive. I need to. And he's like, just chill out. And he's sitting there with that weird blank, like, and he's just like, yeah. And then as soon as they see the old lady, he's able to like, <laughs> like I don't know. I love that guy, especially if you see him in Newcom High. You can see how he turns the character around. You know. It's like, that's just like, ah, you know, you can see they're little, like, you know. (laughs) I think it was you, Colin, that brought up the racism issue. I don't know if you guys noticed or not, but he's got his red laces. And in, like, the skinheads, that means you stomp somebody down. You spilled blood. And then you get your red laces because in yeah. the, with the skinheads, yeah, or the punk movement, you're not allowed to wear red laces unless you spill blood. Hmm. Huh. So wow. yeah, I didn't see the. I watch way too many documentaries. About I was gonna say, yeah. Yeah. You seem very intimate with this. <laughs> <laughs> but I like how like these villains. I mean, and I think the reason they it is. I mean, 
I'm sure, yeah, the 80s was a big thing of help. But I think the idea is that these characters... Because, okay, here, I mean, here's the idea, right? Here's the idea. Melvin the fucking Lap Boy, skinny, nerdy, looks like a dork, blah, blah, yeah. blah, blah. Everything in the health club is all about how you look. It's yeah, all it's about... Like, conscious. And, and, yeah. and that's really the only thing these people care about. That's why he's the outsider, because he's got big buck teeth and yeah. he's a scrawny little 90-pound weakling. And, like, then, Bozo and Slug, all they're ever talking about is, like, how much fat they have on them or how much... All they're d- concerned about is their own body image, you know? Yeah. Even the girl, when she's uh, in the sauna, you know, she's looking at her own muscles, you know? These people are just so subconscious about their... or self-conscious about uh, their body image. And then, of course, when Melvin becomes Toxic Avenger and he's the ugly, you know... He's still this ugly Avenger, you know, going against these beautiful people, quote unquote, you know. Yeah, the only person I can love him is a blind chick. Well, and yeah, and then that's the whole. She found his true inner beauty because she couldn't see the outside. So you know, right. and then even once she did, kind of feel what he was like. I think that's kind of cool, right? It because is, it's it like is. Swamp Thing. Fuck, that was lady was fucking a vegetable. <laughs> At least Sarah has an excuse. She was blind for the first little bit of their right. dating. She didn't know he was the monster hero. Yeah. <laughs> but I gotta say, like, I think her blind acting, I thought was awesome. I just think she's awesome. She was like, never where she her eyes... Focus. She just... <laughs> I gotta disagree on this. Oh, stretch, dude. No way. I thought, I thought everybody in this movie across the board was awful, but her I think, blind acting was, like, out of par with... I, I thought it was good. She, well, like, I even mentioned while watching the film that, like, she was distracting in the background because of... Like, she made it such a point not to focus on anything that you would just see her head going back and forth. Yeah. But don't you think that's what a blind person... No. I mean, yeah, fuck yeah, dude. Because all you're doing is, like, listening to sounds and shit like that. I even like how she would make a purpose of turning her hair, head one way while looking the other way. You know, just... Well, I, I really like that. Because how many times in movies do you, they, do you really see blind people... Looking around, not a lot, dude. Most people always go for the fucking shades, or they go for just the cataract eye. Or they you go, don't see this in movies where a woman is doing her whole blind fucking she was thing over trying to oversell. Uh, it. It was like, it was, this guy's pick. I think. I think the whole film is it's cartoon acting. It's yeah. you know, oh, there's bet. no that's for damn sure. There's no cap on it. This yeah. is cartoon acting. This is. I mean, come on, dude. When they're like going through the dead people. In the uh, that's taco, probably, all yeah. the police guys were eating their taco <laughs> and, and making their little quips about what oh, they I were. Got, I got a crispy taco with everything on it over here. I got a pizza with like. <laughs> but that's what allows them to get away with the violent stuff too. You know, I mean, you can point a gun at a baby or shoot a dog if like the the you're in this world. You're you're dealing with a film where like none of this is know. reality. You know? <laughs> yeah, I know, like it's, it's still like it's like this. It's like a, a five year old. You know that'll like say anything or do anything, you know, based... Like, if they hear a swear word, they'll just keep doing it because it gets a reaction. It's like this film is trying to get a reaction and they don't yeah. know the line. It's... No. <laughs> I, I think it's enthusiastic. That's also true. Enthusiastically desperate. Yeah. Enthusiastically de- <laughs> desperate. Yeah, to but, just go barreling across the line of good taste. But... I mean, because it's like, you know, if we're saying pointing a gun at a bait, I mean, you know, when you're doing that, the kid's terrified. He doesn't know that, you know, he's in a movie. And I'm sure they're yeah. like, okay, we're just going to, you know. And then you're pointing the 12 gauge at him and yelling at this kid. I mean, hopefully right. it's not his first memory. Well, right. And, and, and <laughs> even, right. even if you could say, okay, to, about the kid, especially, you know, oh, 
they don't know what the gun is. They're too young to know what that is. Okay, but they know what this half face painted freak yeah, screaming in his yeah. That that's yeah. got that had to be a little traumatic. I'll give well, you on that. No, so, I don't know if he was actually there in that shot because it's just the point of view. No, no, he no he's right there's there. There's a shot of the kid here, and the gun's like right there. Yeah, but not the guy. With no, the face. Yeah, the guy's not there. So the I, I mean, crying. The kids. Yeah, I'm sure the kid hates being on the set. I'm actually but. surprised how much that like. Like you guys think that's like crossing a lot? Like I don't know. That doesn't seem that, especially in today's. I mean, that just doesn't seem that. Oh, I'm not crazy. Not not no. What I'm saying is that's what they don't care about. They don't care if they cross that line. They didn't. You know, yeah. trauma never did. That was yeah. the whole thing. No, I get that. Yeah, <laughs> I get that yeah. they didn't care. Yeah. But it's like you know. I guess I'm going over Brent's point that like you know, the tone of it because it's goofy allows for that. You know, in that world, but it's like. Some of those things are still like it. Just it, fe- it, it still feels extremely exploitive, and like we're just you know trying to be you know like look at how extreme we are, and like that what's the point? The point is just to show how extreme you are, you know. Uh, yeah. A friend of mine a long time ago called it, he, and this was his term of endearment for it. He called it trash cinema. Is what he called it, yeah. but he loved it. He he loved drama, but yeah. that's what he called. It. He goes, "It's my trash cinema," yeah. and this and that's fun. yeah. Just fine. I think that's that's the intent. I, I don't even think they're. I don't think it's. They're not trying to be. Yeah, I don't even think they're trying to be as extreme as you go. Like we need to cross this line. I don't even think they're, they're thinking that far. They're I just like they it's gonna go crazy. That's why they were trying to like have the gore be as extreme as have the have the characters like devoid of any kind of you know uh, like morale morality. I guess or moral compass. I mean, they were all just like these. Awful. Well, awful they were the people. bad guys. Though. Well, yeah, yeah, yeah. But it was like the entire citizenry almost of they, uh, no, because we had we had for like the, the cop. Yeah, the we cop. had the kid that and worked the at the taco. Yeah, or whatever. Are, right, but those are the only people. But who then are we like, had also and, had. Well, toxins, what about Sarah's Sarah's boyfriend or husband that died? That guy was this upstanding citizen. He was willing to put himself and take let himself. No, that was another person. That wasn't yeah. Sarah. He was, oh, he was with the girl in the red dress. Yeah, oh, I think she'd only okay. talk about her dead dog when her husband. Yeah. <laughs> well, I, that's what I thought was weird. But I, we were watching Toxic Avenger, so I just kind of you know. Did, did anyone else see that shot where he got hit in the chest? Did it look like you could see through him? It almost did to me. I didn't. No, was, I don't know I if anyone else that. noticed it. But. I just definitely something. saw there was definitely skin, like it was a skin piece. Yeah, that would yeah. Have awesome. yeah. So some <laughs> yeah. of the scripts in this, awesome. yeah, they looked good. But I don't know about the color if it was right. It was, it's like kind of like a more like maroonish. Well, the, the one thing dark. I will give, and I've seen in almost every one of their films, is there's always that one cross dresser that you just know is not passable, and it's in every one <laughs> of them. Funny. A lot of cross dressing in the, in the trauma. Man, yeah. I think these guys yeah. were ahead of their time because look who just won that. Uh, Damn it! What's that big European uh, music festival that Celine Dion was actually discovered at? Damn it! They have it every. Oh, that one. The yeah. European one. Yeah, it's a European music festival. But the the person that just won it this year is a transvestite that dresses like a woman but with a full beard. It's mm-hmm. just like, holy shit! <laughs> wow. So what's well, okay? Well, that's like Eddie Azard. I I got I tried to I know some people that are into English humor. So I, I told him, I said, oh, check out Eddie Azard. Yeah. And that was the one thing. Uh, yeah, as soon as he came on, he's dressed in women's clothes. I shut it off. I'm like, really? But that's You yeah. missed genius comedy because you couldn't get past that in this day and age. But, right. You know, yeah. 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 That's a shame. That's sad. Well, I mean, I just took that as that, you know, in that era, I think, you know, if you lived in New York City, I think you saw, like, so much of that stuff going on. That, right. You know, 
that was every day. You know, <laughs> it's it, yeah, it seems ahead of its time with that. Yeah, really that was does. New York yeah. back in the day. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> that's just you know now more commonplace nationwide. <laughs> Worldwide, but that's even freakier. That like raises the stakes, though. When like a bunch of bad guys are gonna try to like, you know, try to convince you to like go along by giving you money, and then not only are they gonna beat you up, but one guy is gonna make love to you. It's like, oh shit! <laughs> like yeah. this is just yeah. a whole nother like dimension of terror now. <laughs> like, right? Like, yeah. wait a second. If we can't take your honor, we'll take your manhood. <laughs> you yeah. know? It's just like, <laughs> wait a second. Well, and you hit on the point, too. A lot of those kids in that movie seem like the kids of today. You know, and I'm not talking about good kids. I'm talking about the messed up ones that are they doing some start, of the stuff. Yeah. You know. Other people's misery gives them pleasure. Yeah. <laughs> you know? <laughs> I mean, we live in an age now where you flip on uh, you know, on uh, Facebook, that you got the thing of the girl with the bucket of puppies throwing them into the river so they can drown. Somebody stand there filming it, laughing. So yeah, you know, right. yeah. yeah, it's like that's why it's like, yeah, I know these guys went extreme, but like you know, well, I rec- I recognize that that's kind of like in this movie that is like their point of social satire. You know, they're like they're taking this bad behavior and, and magnifying oh, it, so it's like yeah. almost an entire entire town full of these, you know awful people and then you have the you know toxic avenger there to mop up literally like, yeah literally you know. mop up <laughs> stick the mop down their throats yeah <laughs> it's like in the worst cesspool of the united states again you know in new jersey yeah, but it's <laughs> i gotta Trump, tell you though Trumpville, the toxic waste dumping capital of the you know which so explains snooki i, yeah. I expected more mop i really did what are you talking about he popped everybody in the head after he killed him he mopped I wouldn't say everybody. I, I I didn't see a lot of mop. Like not in the like the okay like the cartoon. I mean they set the, it up. They they at least set it up with his first like shit like four or five kills that he puts the mop yeah. in their throat down their throat. Then well because they also set up the idea that the uh, Zetromatons force him to destroy evil and but it's like but then they're like well the jails are filling up it's like well I thought he kills everybody yeah, how are yeah. the jails filling up I thought that was odd at some point because they show some guy doing like a uh, you know like a nefarious underhanded you know drug deal or whatever and in the next scene this character who the toxic avenger has never seen before you know he shows up and kills this guy and I'm like wait wait what happened and I'm like oh that's right because in the scene before they explained the science yeah, the, of the toxic the that, yeah that he has to he it's like the spider sense yeah. yeah it's like spider sense it's yeah. like evil's nearby yeah. I must kill it evil doers well, <laughs> it's, al- it's almost as you know just like with the uh, German scientists and every <laughs> the, every scientist has, has that German accent and then the oh, cops sure. are always Nazis so you know that was funny. I love the Nazi copies <laughs> where he's like Mein Führer or yeah, Mein Mayor. <laughs> you just saw Doctor Strangelove. They totally yeah, got that <laughs> for sure. The whole like having the forces. Hand oh, there's from yeah, the there's a Nazi. lot of things in that movie they ripped off from other movies. Yeah, yeah. But, yeah. So, I was, so I was watching. I'm like, huh? They totally saw this movie. Oh, they totally saw Doctor well, Strangelove. How does it end? It ends with with Toxic going Sarah. Sarah! Mm-hmm. Well, Lloyd Kaufman worked on Rocky. Yeah. <laughs> you know, I was like, hey, that's just kind of like Rocky. Yeah. <laughs> so the Toxic Avenger is this, for those of you who haven't seen this, is this gigantic hulking brute with, uh, I don't know if you'd say toxic burns all over his body. His face is mm-hmm. melted. His eyes are out of position. He's wearing a tutu. Yeah. 
and he carries a mop, which is awesome. And he growls like the Incredible Hulk. I love and that. seriously, that's what I thought they were going for. Like from all goes, they probably were. I mean, and then, Who knows? Right. But I, the thing that I did actually like about that, you know, for its ridiculousness, was when you know because he's just smashing everything, Hulk smashing everything, and then. Uh, you know, he like kills all these people who are attacking this cop, and then he walks up to the cop, and then this voice comes out of nowhere, and you're like, "What in the hell?" He's like, "It's like 50 soap opera voice." Yeah, it's like, yeah. "Hello, sir. I'm sorry. I overreacted. I've never done I'm this sorry. before." It literally sounds something like that. I love yeah. it figuratively. I'm well, and it seems like a, like a 50 Superman too. You know, like it is. They it's, dub over his voice. Basically. Hey, hey, no, yeah. no, no. <laughs> and does it change from like when you see him talk and when it's like a voiceover and a, an obvious dub? It seems like it's it's, awesome. there's. Yeah, it's all dub. Yeah, yeah. Whoever it was just voice of the dub. Yeah, because there was whoever played. uh, You said Mark Togel played Melvin. Melvin, yeah. And then Mitchell, somebody played the talk. Yeah, someone played. And then another guy did the voice. (laughs) You know, because there. That's why guys get big because they probably sounds like. Yeah, all right. Let's do this Toxic Avenger movie. You know, (laughs) what do you want me? I just finished pumping some iron, so I'm really pumped. Yeah. (laughs) There's a couple good gags in it, like after he pummels that guy in the balls and then he runs away and he's like, <laughs> he's like, I'm going to get you, Taxi. <laughs> you monster, monster faggot. <laughs> I love Cigar Face. I don't know why. That character to me is really fun. Like, he's just got the cigars like, now you're going to find out why they call me Cigar Face and he's going to burn the cop with the cigar. I just love yeah. that guy. I don't know why. Very it's great. Sweaty. It's like good. everybody else in this movie, they're all very sweaty. Which I think adds to Must have filmed it in the middle of <laughs> summer <laughs> in New Jersey. Like, I like when all those villains, all those, like, all those, like, just generic villains crowd around him. And there's, like, there's, like, the black pimp dude. There's kind of, like, the punk with just, like, a revolver. There's, like, the twitching fucking lip, like, yeah. Italian mobster. Well, and, and that's where they messed up, because the guy that was, uh, that I talked, the one that's from Class 1999, I don't remember the actor's name, he's actually back in that scene. He got killed in the Mexican restaurant. He's the one that he made the Sunday out of his head. Oh, I'm sure they're just... Yeah, yeah. they just threw him in, just, yeah. Well, he doesn't yeah. have makeup on. Nobody will notice that. I didn't notice that. Because, <laughs> yeah. I mean, all he do is show him for a second. He goes, wah! <laughs> so, what's that? It's that face. Yeah. Every time I see it. it... <laughs> I think it's... I'm sorry. Well, I was just going to say that's based on the class of 1999, right? So, he yeah. must have had a pretty well, impactful there's that, role. He also... Have you ever seen Death Warrant with John claude Van Damme? He I plays probably, the Sandman. And yeah. he's got that same... He's just that killer. You know, and he's got it down. I mean, it's just, I mean, I th- he is one of the best villains in the whole movie because he's just, I love his little, like, look, Frank, TD Boppers. Right. Do you like video games, TD Boppers? Oh, yeah. I've seen that guy in other stuff, like oh, Exiles episodes or something. I can't pin him down, but like a significant amount of. Usually a bad guy. Yeah. <laughs> he's always a bad guy. I like how, uh, well, like, I don't know how I feel about it, but it's one of those things where it's like, they hide Toxie's face through, you know, the first half. It's like first he's half, walking yeah. around. Even though he's clearly exposed on the poster of the movie. So going into it when you're standing in line at the theater. Okay, when you're renting the theater. Video. Oh, is that uh, originally, though? 
Yeah, yeah I'm pretty yeah. sure it's there's a always video. that shot of him. Yeah, just that mom. painting. Which yeah. the painting? I mean, the painting looks way cooler. <laughs> yeah, but in the yeah. movie, you wait like I don't know, like you wait, you wait a little or bit before yeah. you actually see his face. A little and he's always doing really like awkwardly, like walking backwards and <laughs> you know to you, avoid showing his uh, him in his full glory. You see more of his boots than you do anything else in the beginning. Yeah, yeah. when he's walking around in the shots. Yeah. Which, I mean, I can understand. I mean, shit, at least they didn't wait till the end of the movie like a lot of movies do, For right? the big reveal. reveal the monster. Yeah. And then they waited to have that gag for when Slug, the character, dresses like the elephant man and goes down to the sauna. And I like when Toxie does it. And then all of a sudden, the fucking water is just all, like, uh, it's got that, that nice, uh, like, dry ice-looking, like, fog around it. Just his step in the rooms made the... The pool start to boil. Oh, yeah. That's the type that of sign sh- up. Mm-hmm. Yeah, the yeah. people yeah. with inflamed eyes and, and <laughs> leaking open ears. Sores. Yeah. <laughs> that's what I like about this movie because that's what this movie does to me. Like my imagination fills in all these gaps where, like, yeah, you know, it doesn't show the fucking pool water boil, but as soon as he's there, you know, you're like, oh shit, he's so toxic, yeah. fucking, you know, what, which. Gets me okay. I know when he first, and I understood when he first came out of the toxic sludge after going out of the window, the cop's hands caught on fire. Mm-hmm. But later on, he's picking up children and they're fine. Right, yeah. He's touching certain people and they're okay. He's having sex with Sarah. Yeah, she doesn't. <laughs> it, yeah, but but like you said, when he walks in the room and the pool boils. Well, so. I think I, I think uh, this is my uh, my own excuse for this. Uh, this would be good. All right, <laughs> yeah. Here we go. The only reason they have is because the toxic waste was still absorbing into his cells. So that's why when the dude first touched him, his hands lit on fire. Well, well and then because I then he because went totally he on fire. He was yeah. still he yeah. had just come out of it, so I understood that part. Well, I was thinking that was going to be one of his toxic superpowers that he was going to be able to touch people and burn the shit out of them. I'm sure he could, right? If they would have thought about that, that sounds cool. And then he can't, <laughs> can't have him have sex with the heroin. But I yeah. think he has control over it emotionally, like because when, right? when he boils the pool water, you know that's that's something that like yeah, he's, well, and when he's human when mad, he's, so yeah, he's like urinating, a microwave. <laughs> well, and when he's urinating, yeah. the steam's coming up around the corner. Well, when yeah. he gets turned on, when he gets turned on, yeah. Sarah, what are you doing I've never felt me? this way before, <laughs> and there's all this steam coming up. <laughs> oh boy! Yeah. I mean, this is to me, this is like a perfect horror movie for an eight-year-old, even though like it might be too scary. I mean, I don't know. It's really because really? it's like a broad Look at how fucking gory it is gory than Friday 13th it's gory than Texas it's gory it's pretty fleshy too. I don't know about. It's yeah. pretty fleshy yeah. too. I mean, this is. So I'm like, you're this is you saw it at nine. I wow. saw this about eight or nine. But this is whatever you American fucking <laughs> boy needs to get rid of. Well, that's why milky what, white well, jugs and fucking. <laughs> that's why we loved Cinemax and HBO because the parents would go to bed at nine o'clock. You get back up and watch these kind uh, of movies. You know, they were in bed. I mean, I always watched the either. Well, I always watched the USA. I mean, I found like Class of Newcomb High. A lot of the trauma shit was the USA up all night with Rhonda Shear and. Uh, uh, Gilbert Godfrey. Oh my yeah. God! You know, so you just missed the boobs, basically. Yeah, pretty much. But you still got enough of a like a an idea. I like the way they do that now. Now they don't actually cut the scenes out; they just blur the boobs. So yeah, you still right. get the movie. Yeah, you just have blurred boobs. It just messes you up sexually later on in life because when a girl finally does undress in front of you, you're like, wait a minute, I can see those. <laughs> but I'm those sure, are in focus. But I'm sure well, they're turned on by this, like you know, uh, out of focus. Yeah, thing. yeah, this doesn't work for me. But Put I'm those sure away. Too sharp. <laughs> I'm sure they do like extra cuts though for shit like that. I'm sure they thought about that stuff because it's like the, none of those movies seem too chopped up. They all seem still pretty like whoa, risque. Even for like, I remember watching stuff that. 
it was like, what in the hell? Because you could tell they were cutting around, you know. I was, I was like, no, nice. I was still yeah. like, oh my they, God. They do it better today. <laughs> now I watch stuff on TV are. and it's like, oh, it's still there. They're just, you know, blurring stuff out. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Uh, I, I, yeah, I did something too. Okay, wait, wait. Okay, so Toxic Avenger. I don't know if it's too early to move into this. But, like, Spawn... So this was so successful for Trauma. Yeah. I want to say this was the first, like, real Trauma movie. Maybe it was the first. Pretty kind of. The first successful. Yeah. yeah, I don't know wow. if this was before Nukem High. Nukem High, I thought, was after. Yeah, because that was... Yeah, that's what I'm saying. This after. might be their first, like, kind of, like, at least their own distributed, yeah, or I, their own produced, or whatever. So I mean, I do remember at the time, like, this was a thing. And I do want to say that it came to theaters, because I remember, you know, some critic reviews of it. Like maybe the weekend that it came out, so it must have been in theater somewhere. But <clears throat> it was so successful that it spawned how many sequels? There's four sequels. Yeah, yeah. But you made me watch at least two of them. Yeah, they were the worst things. Oh, it goes downhill from yeah. <laughs> right from the opening credits of part two. <laughs> the series going downhill because part two, as far as I understand. They were going to Japan to shoot Sergeant Kabuki Man. They're like, hey, let's make a taxi sequel. I mean, that's how, like, we're going to be in Japan. We might as well make a taxi sequel where he has to go to Japan to, uh, to like, see, I don't know, I fucking forget. He's searching for his father. This makes me appreciate what Roger Corman was doing. Because, I mean, Roger Corman also had, with New World, was it New World Pictures? Yeah, New World Pictures. Pictures. Yeah, American International. He would, like, you know, I mean, I remember there were stories of, like, what was it? They had Boris Karloff for something else, and then because he was there, they said, let's write another movie to take advantage. Like, we've got him for a week, but we only need three days to shoot these <laughs> yeah. scenes for this movie, but we've got him for five days, so we got two days we can use Boris Karloff, write a movie that we can do, <laughs> and they they did. I think it was like The Terror or something yeah. like that, you know, with, with Jack Nicholson. So, I mean, they would also turn stuff around, you know, or like, turn in a draft in a week, and we'll be shooting it the week after that, and we're shooting for 10 days, and then it'll be in theaters, like, you know, a month later. I don't think any of them hit theaters, though. No, they went to the, the, it was direct, yeah. Oh, the, you're talking about for Corman. Yeah, Corman. Yeah, Corman. Stuff yeah the back and yeah. light shit, just yeah. the driving shit. But they were, like, they were still of some... Okay, well, I may be talking out my ass here, but... I was going to say, some, oh, what? <laughs> some, some of what? There was definitely value. actors in those movies. <laughs> yeah, yeah. I was going to say, there's, like, some quality to them, but, you know, again, I think I'm thinking more of, like, his... Uh, the... Um, not Lovecraft, the Edgar Allan Poe oh, stuff. Oh, well, that like, stuff's a little were, better. Yeah, it's like Little, little Shop better. of Horror days, where it's literally yeah, it like, like... 10 days, well, right? No, they, they shot, shot that in two head. days. Two days. Are you serious? Yeah. Yeah, I think... I'm not sure how long it took them to write it, but it's one of those things where they had the set for this movie, and they were like, well, we're going to have it for an extra two days. Let's write a fucking movie, Little Shop of Horrors. Yeah. You know? Yeah. So, yeah, they were just... Yeah, I kinda, that's what I appreciate about these movies. There is a just a kind of a... An ingenuity to it, I suppose. I mean, just kind of a, like a fucking like going in there haphazardly, and and I'm sure this is where you get like, I'm sure happy mistakes. Like if you know, if the dude that worked on Willow worked on Class of Newcom High, you know, I'm sure just finding out mistakes on Newcom High or whatever, just all that did was you know bump them up to be prepared. Yeah. For, you know, so yeah, there is some fun about that to me. You know, it's like well, yeah, it's not necessarily cinema. The, the thing <laughs> that I like about you know, I guess you know, 
we saw Monster in the Closet. I want to say, was that, <laughs> yeah. another, was that another produced by Trump? I was distributed, I'm pretty sure. But it shared a similar, uh, like, like like it felt like there was a lot of people involved in both uh, Monster in the Closet and Toxic Avenger. Like a lot. I mean, the cast in this is huge. There's a, yeah, they so got like a whole speaking. town almost. Yeah, right? and there's scenes well, where you they see a lot of brothers it. and sisters and families in the credits. There's yeah. a lot of like, oh, you know, yeah. So I mean, three or four of those knew, like, I mean, they must have been the most popular guys in high school or something. Or Harvard, you know, whatever the business was that they, you know were in that they just knew all these people and could call them up or something or the community actually got involved in you know in making uh, this it was back that's, time. that's how we got oh go ahead I'm sorry well I was just going real quick going to say that uh, it was back in the time like in the 80s when you could still make a film and everybody was like ooh you're making a movie I want to be part of that well you, you can't know? do like, that in, like in California I think people are like oh yeah get the but they weren't shooting in California right? no right like, no yeah, this like, was all so New Jersey like, yeah. shot pretty much yeah, yeah everybody is getting behind this because it's somebody with a camera you know and everybody yeah. thinks that uh, you say movie and you're going to be famous now of course we've kind of lost all that but at the time I think it was still a, like a really big deal to be shooting a movie I think you could still do that if you go to like if you go to a smaller town you know now when your movie crew show up but I just, well like, yeah and if you're you big enough to have, a bridge yeah. right. oh, we'll shut it down for <laughs> you you know but I think you know because I think they, they there's so much of that going on in like in Hollywood or whatever that they're you know we need to shut down this bridge they're like bastards. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> they moved there. They knew what we'll they were doing. We'll do it if you give us X, Y, and Z. Whereas, like, little towns will be like, well, whatever you want. Yeah, let's do it. <laughs> yeah. But it has that sense of community spirit to it. You know, it's like, it seems like there's a lot of people enthusiastically, like, supporting this movie. Yeah. It's not like, like, you know, it's almost like the people who nowadays would support a movie on Kickstarter are actually, like, in there the movie. in the movie well, <laughs> the Toxic Avenger. Yeah. And that's what I was going to say. I mean, we had that when they made the original Night of the Living Dead. That's almost what that was. It was just everybody they knew kind of came out, got involved with the film. Yeah. And and that's, like you said, one of the happy accidents that you get. Well, I suppose that Dawn of the Dead was kind of that, because that had, like, a large cast. Yeah. That well, was all, like, you know... Everybody was like, yeah, we're doing, oh, George Romero's doing another zombie movie. And Tom's back from Vietnam, so let's go. He'll paint them blue and off we go. Paint them blue. <laughs> That's what they look like. I was over there. Yeah. <laughs> so, I, mean, I, like, I like that kind of facet of, you know, that kind of filmmaking. I think it is like, you know, there is a lot of ingenuity called for, you know, that, and the, but they don't, it's not like, they're like, man, we have to pull this off, and if this isn't, like, good, we're going to cut it out. It's like, we try to pull this off, <laughs> yeah. and if we don't, we're leaving it in. You know I mean? Yeah, because like, we only got so much film, you know? Yeah. <laughs> and then what goes along with that is everybody's so gung-ho to do the, do you know, everything, that you get a lot of these action sequences that do not seem safe. Oh, for, yeah, like you were talking about the stunts in the movie. There's uh, Colin, you brought up, there's people walking around with cars flipping over down hills. Right. <laughs> yeah. yeah, yeah, what was that one? I remember just thinking, when like... the car caught on fire. There's a car that goes over... Uh, like a hill. A that's, that's Toxie and, and Bozo. In the background of this shot, you're looking down a hill, and I can see on a path there's like pedestrians. I'm like, it doesn't look like those pedestrians one are aware are aware that they're that, shooting a movie. I'm, yeah. sure, I'm sure he was the like the photographer for the movie, just down there getting an angle. I bet. 
Because, I mean, yeah. come on. They're gonna, you know, I can't <laughs> imagine they'd be so it. reckless, like, oh, oops, hey, I'll watch out for that yeah. burning car. No, 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 don't worry, man. It'll, it's, well, because it's like, we don't want to pay any permits, right? Right. right. So we're just going to do it. No, just send it over and we'll blow it up. Then we'll I don't think up. that this was, like, like this very illegal. I don't know. I yeah. think they had permits and shit for this. I think so. I could be wrong. That toxic waste dump actually looks like it was like not a toxic dump, but a dump. They like spray painted the you know toxic symbol on a couple of barrels, but it yeah. Was, yeah, <laughs> the wrong color. But yeah, yeah, it was just like we're just gonna go and grab this. We're just gonna go and grab it. Go and grab it. Well, and that was a, at that time that was a big thing was the illegal dumping of toxic waste all over the country. Now, granted, they didn't drive around with open barrels with bubbling goo on top of <laughs> yeah. them, but. That's well, they're fun. doing the speed balls and whatever else in the front seat. Yeah. yeah. Well, yeah, those guys were snorting whole bags of whatever, baby powder, supposed to be cocaine, whatever <laughs> yeah, it was. Right. But, yeah, and just happened to park, you know, opportunely. Yeah. Well, Toxic Avengers spawned four sequels, you're saying? Or is four total? Yeah, four three se- sequels. Yeah, three sequels. <clears throat> and a Saturday morning cartoon, cartoon. show. Yeah. Called the Toxic, Toxic Crusaders. Crusaders. Okay, explain this to me. How did this come about? I have no idea. A lot less splatter in yeah. those. How yeah. do you go from like this? I think they just had a movie to Saturday morning. Well, I would have show. to uh, know a little bit more about the cartoons, but this is my fucking guesstimate. This is my best guesstimate. I might not be that off. I can only imagine that these that these either television studios or these uh, animation studios were probably getting, like, government money to have positive, you know, positive message shows. So I think that's where you get your Captain Planet, yeah. you get your Toxic Crusade. I think if you have a environmental whatever, you probably got some extra shit. So they're probably like, hey, because I don't fucking... How do you go from the Toxic Avenger to... Well, but it wasn't until... <laughs> I think they just took the word toxic, like you're saying, and then it, we're going to clean up toxic waste, yeah, not kill bad guys really, with mops. Yeah. If this so, was like... You never 80, saw any of the episodes. But if this was like... Well, no, fuck yeah. I no, oh, on, for it, sure. That came like There was even a cartoon movie. Right? Yeah, that's what I'm saying. That was like more 90s. So if this was like yeah. 84, 85-ish... It you took know, a while that, for it to be kid It kind of yeah. like, you know, I'm sure there they had to like. Figures? But I'm sure it yeah. built up. Yeah. yeah, there was action figures for the Toxic Crusader, dude. I mean, <laughs> sh- dude, Toxic Crusader was a damn thing. But yeah, it is it is a message that everyone can get behind. It's a positive message. It's just wrapped in this rated R film, you know. Yeah, it's very funny. But right? I don't think that it was the point of the movie. No, it definitely it's was. The point. Well, it's more the point. In the movie, it's kind you, of there as like satire, but I don't know if it's like. This thing, this movie, like the point of this movie, is to get you know some legislation. Passed. Well, no, this you is know, not I mean, propaganda. Right, right, right. right. No, but, this is like it's there as like. But no, but it was definitely like because like the the few interviews I've seen of these guys, they do talk about how when they're first deciding what to write about and what to whatever. I mean, they went right to the headlines. You know, they found about the toxic. Oh, excuse me. The uh, the toxic. Uh, dump uh, waste dumping and uh, in class of Newcomb Heights, how close in proximity they build the nuclear power plants yeah. to the schools and the whatever. And the so pipe. you know, so yeah, they're not like jamming it down your throat, but it's like I think they are very oh, like you know, yeah, yeah. not as like not like George message. Romero, like you know, oh, like yeah. <laughs> love zombie movies. He has George. a shopping bag on his wrist. Because he's a consumer, you know. It's not so uh, fucking blatant and so like. Wait, we're zombies already going to the mall. 
<laughs> well, I remember working in a video store one day. It was hilarious to me. And I was there with like, somebody else. And, you know, it was time to open. You open at like 9 o'clock in the morning. A big glass. The whole front of the store was glass. We were at a strip mall. And you could see out, you know, the parking lot. And I remember, like, you know, opening the store, turning the lights on. And we're sitting there waiting. And you just see, like, these cars pull up. Like, all about at the same time. There's maybe four cars. People get out. So they're tired or whatever. It's like 9 o'clock in the morning. And so they're all just kind of stumbling toward the door. You know what I mean? It was that zombie walk. And I look out there and I'm like, holy crap, it's Night of the Living Dead. And it's it's happening. Me, like, started cracking up. Because that's, I mean, it was like, we have to get in. We have Must to consume. have what we have. You know, I mean, it, seriously, it was that shot. It was fantastic. <laughs> Oh yeah, I work. At, I, I live in an apartment complex, and every single day I see a zombie. I swear to you, <laughs> I, somebody walking around that place that is a zombie for sure. Well, and George, like you were talking about with George and, and his the way he did the movies, each one is a, an indictment about something. Oh yeah, you know, I mean the uh, racial inequality. I think is part of what was going on with Night of the Living Dead. Uh, then you had Dawn of the Dead, of course, the consumerism, and it just went on. and And I love George Romero, but after a while, I'm like George, stop, stop. Just stop. By the time we made it to Land of the Dead, and then Survival of the Dead, I'm like, okay, now you're. We understand it's about, you know, immigration. But it's, it it's not fun if you fucking make it too serious yeah. and ram it down your throat, like you know. They're obviously immigrants that you won't accept into your country. You know, it's just like, Jesus, <laughs> can't we just have fun with some killer fucking clowns or yeah. something? I think you get the the killer stuff all over the place. I actually like it when there is a filmmaker who does have, you know, like a point of view like that, you know, Pretty when they're sure. doing it. I mean, if it's too transparent, well, I, that's why I love horror movies, I guess. Horror movies, yeah. if you made a movie actually about, like, immigration, I may have less interest in seeing it. But if it's a zombie movie with a message that is parallel to, you know... Right, something. Yeah, it's in disguise as satire, then I'm more apt to see it and more entertained by it. Yeah, so and I, I still get like, the same you know, message. I, you know, I feel like you do. I mean, yeah, it's, it's yeah. not rammed down your throat. You don't feel yeah. like you're watching a fucking PSA. But did yeah. they pull it off with Toxie? I think they yeah. do. I really do. To a degree, do. they do. Yeah. I think they really, because, I mean, they're constantly pulling in on the, you know, all oh, this toxic dump and stuff. I mean, like I said, they're not like... They're not being fucking poets about it. They just have characters literally saying, like, it's bad. Oh, it's so bad. And then they got other characters saying, like, yeah, we'll just move it. <laughs> you know, they're just these blame. I mean, every bad guy scene really is just like, we got the money. Let's do this thing. <laughs> well, the other the other aspect, uh, there's the, the social thing of the, the toxic waste disposal, but there's also the social issue of uh, completely apathetic, uh, you know, citizenry, you know, I mean, like the people who just, who are, I mean, they're basically all little sociopaths running around, right? For their own amusement, they're torturing like everyone around. Them. Well, those are just all health club people, though. You got to imagine everybody in a health club only well, cares about their no, self the image or whatever. The guys well, but who the, break into the, the taco stand. Yeah, and, they're the bad guys. Like they it's not the whole people. town. It's not like all the people in the taco right, yeah, fucking yeah. restaurant are like, well, you gotta yeah, have, well, that's, yeah, stick it in the baby's face. You know? yeah. Well, you gotta have victims. So. That's what I'm saying. Like, <laughs> they were all, all the kids and all the, it was all the, the youth, man. The youth were the only yeah, righteous. Yeah, yeah. Uh, everybody that was old 
What? I thought it was the youth. Was the uh, the extension of? Uh, well, he's talking uh, about the small kids. Oh, yeah, they're all small kids. Right? Yeah, yeah. You got that one cop. You got the one cop. The one. Uh, I forget his name. The Irish cop. Clancy or something like that. Uh, may may go take the money. Consistent accent. <laughs> yeah. No, as, he does uh, definitely. As know. as an Irishman, I'm going to guess that's fake. Yeah. Right. <laughs> we'll give it to. We don't know. Like we don't know what order they shot this in. Maybe he didn't know right, on yeah, the day. Yeah. Oh, like, I'm supposed to be Irish. Oh, huh. here's my. Oh, I'm sorry. You know. Yeah. But, yeah. uh... Yeah. Just, well, I had little things that entertained me throughout the movie. Like, uh, I, as I'm watching, I coined my own phrase, which is crap foo, which is what everybody in that town knew was crap foo. Crap that was food. some of the worst kung fu fighting I've ever yeah, seen. But you guys, it was, I swear. well, no, no, I'm not saying it wasn't entertaining. I was actually going to say it's it like was the bad. guy was pretty good with nunchucks and with the sword. <laughs> well, he was but, pretty but, goddamn but good. Luckily for us, they put the samurai swords under the sombrero that at was, the taco joint. Now funny? we know why they were there. Yeah, I think that's the funniest thing about this whole movie. It's Fucking the two cross samurai swords with the sombrero. <laughs> it's like what? <laughs> it's like a. It would have been funny if they would have explained that place as a sushi slash uh, it was Mexican. A, what, it funny. was called the Mexican place. The, yeah, Mexican, yeah. the Mexican, Mexican place. place. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. And I like that song. The, the the song during the Mexican place is just some like eat it or so. It just keeps on repeating eat it or whatever. <laughs> I thought it was fun. Oh yeah, talking about silly points. I, I love it at the end uh, when the cops like, "Oh man, first day on the job, and I'm already hunting monsters." Oh my god, I'm chasing monsters! Chasing monsters! <laughs> it's the monster right there, and he's got a bimbo with him. Yeah, <laughs> it's got a bimbo. Shit, there ain't nothing out here but a bunch of mosquitoes bite my asshole. Like, yeah. you know, I think some of the actors in this are really good. <laughs> I didn't come out here to have mosquitoes bite my fucking asshole. <laughs> and and the, the best thing about Tromaville is the police department has no dress code no no, no guidelines on <laughs> no. anything i mean long hair beards we don't care yeah. none of them wear t-shirts under their uniform it's johnny sizzle chest <laughs> everywhere yeah it's like put your chest airway it, it, or put a gold medallion on one of the yeah. two and the mayor sweating out of his shit oh, but God, yeah. also i think travis you were right because you were early on you were saying that you didn't think that the point of you know like the mayor being behind some of the the underhanded stuff that was going on was being conveyed yeah, the story. it's not. And I, I don't think it is, but I mean, by the end you get it. But I think it would be a richer story had they like been yeah. able to, like, hey, there's, this is what's going on. You know, only like, follow three, this story. There's only, I'm sorry, there's only like two or three scenes where where the guy that owns the health club's like, here's the funds from the drug department. You know, after right. you see him selling yeah. syringes to a girl. Yeah. At the beginning of the movie, they try to cut in him getting the massage again. That actually is later in the movie. I think just to establish a little bit more that the mayor goes there constantly, like has his own little like private room or something uh, like that, right? On the massage yeah. table with the sub sandwich laid out. Yeah, because yeah. they have that yeah. scene two times. Yeah. At, at the very beginning, <laughs> yeah. during the credits. But it doesn't that show his face. It just shows the side of his head and that. Yeah, and it shows yeah. like his belly or whatever. Just to establish that, that he goes there. Right. And then it goes back there later just to establish that, like, oh, you know, you just know that all the drug dealers and everything is surrounding this mayor. You know, then you got the vague statements by Cigarface that's like our boss, the boss. Right. And then as the monsters die, you just always go back to the mayor people and the people talking to the mayor, just, you know, like how this is going to mess up their funds. You know, I like that. I mean, uh, that the same actor that plays uh, Mayor Belgetti in this plays 
the like safety or the uh, head dude at the uh, and class of music. yeah at the uh, power plant in Newcomb High. He just this guy plays such a cool sleazy life. Mean, just the idea that he's so obese, mm-hmm. he just has this sleazy way of like just being so fucking corrupt, you know. And he's not really a bad actor. I don't think he's a bad actor. Well, he's not fantastic. He doesn't need to be fantastic, but I don't think he's a bad actor. He delivers all his lines. He, you know. Well, there was times where it looked like when they showed him as the boss, he's dressed dark, looks more confident, more angry. But then when he's the mayor, so I almost thought for a while they were going to try and go, this is like the mayor's brother or something. I, yeah. I thought they were going to pull that angle for a little bit the first time I saw it. Like the but twins. Then, yeah. Yeah. Because yeah, he doesn't, he does have a different mannerism when they show him as the boss. He's in the dark shirt. You know, he's, he doesn't have the, uh, you know, the look of the sweat stain all down the front yeah, of him. So he looks a little yeah. more confident right. as as the boss than he does as the mayor. And I thought they were going to go something different with it. But then he wound up being the same person. What was that phone call conversation? When he's Oh, he was talking to the, the governor. The governor. Yeah. yeah. And he's like, oh, yeah, that's what I was thinking, too. Yeah. Alive. <laughs> you know, alive. Yeah. Exactly what I was thinking. <laughs> oh, yeah. Sending the National Guard. Yeah. I love this scene where, I mean, it's one of those, like, I don't know why. This is like a little piece of, like, I don't know, a little piece of, like, uh, humanity in the film that I find where when all the reporters are asking the mayor what they're going to do with, with uh, the monster... They're like, what are they gonna do with what are they gonna do with him? And he's like, it's not a him, it's an it, and you kill an it. Yeah. You know, I just yeah. like that idea that yeah, we're not willing. I mean, once again, back with I mean, going back to the fucking like forties of monster movies, the idea that you're not willing to understand something, so you just fucking you're just gonna attack it, you know, instead of even trying to like whatever. What man like doesn't line. understand, he destroys. Yeah, you know? yeah. Well, plus, well, well, plus, dude just does know that, like, no, this thing's killing bad guys and we're My bad. guys. Yeah. You know, as long as he does it, we got to kill this thing before it kills us. But, so maybe I missed this, but, did, I mean, the only point, the only reason why the Toxic Avenger killed the innocent woman was so that the town would turn on him, right? Oh, no, you went no, to the bathroom, dude. Yeah, I know, yeah. She, she no, she was the head of, uh, like, a, like, a white slave trade or some oh, shit, shit like that. Oh, yeah, with a police was, record a mile long. Yeah, yeah. she's oh, just... Oh, okay. <laughs> wow, I totally missed that. That's my favorite scene, man, where, she, where it's like, she's so kind of sweet as pie, where her name's Mrs. Haskell, for one fucking thing. <laughs> and, uh... She has her thing about the boys' stains on the pants, you know, the funny cum joke, you know. Right. Uh, Gotta have that. But I like how, like, the dude, like, leaves, and then Toxic Avenger, like, fucking just shoves the back of her head like it's a 1930s movie or something yeah. like that. Shoves the back of her She's like, hey, what's the big idea? I love how her fucking manner is. Just like, yeah. She turned into a little fucking bitch. I mean, I thought that was awesome. Well, and then the part where he's chasing her through the, the dry cleaners, and she goes through, and, and she comes out, and he's on the other side. She's like, what the f-? And she cuts yeah. herself off, you know. That's but, a yeah. that's a cool filmmaking trick, too. Yeah, that was a cool little, like, yeah, because, I mean, shit, I'd have to look at that again. I mean, I'm sure there's some sort of a edit. Like, I was thinking one was uh, fake, because you only see the back of the toxic... Taxi at one point, and then, yeah, as they come over. Yeah, I th- I'm thinking, I don't know. Well, before we get into the wrap-up, I want to tell you guys at least about the Japanese cut Whoa. of the Toxic Avenger. Uh-huh. There's a Japanese cut that was released a year or two ago. Not many differences, except for longer sex scenes. Imagine that. Really? Wow. <laughs> yeah, longer sex scenes. 
like ridiculously longer? Or like yeah, like yeah. Like okay, the the first one is not ridiculously long. When when it's Slug and uh, the yeah. the brunette having sex, that's definitely fucking longer. Definitely longer. But it's not whatever. But when Toxies just having sex with Sarah, uh, and it's the whole like. Like, Toxie must have, like, a penis hole or something like that. Because like, he's wearing his pants. He's just wearing his pants going to town on her. Like, it's one of those things, like, you don't think about it. Right? <laughs> yeah. We're not going to make Toxic Avenger butt makeup, so we'll just deal with it this way. But that scene is really long, like, uncomfortably long. Like, Jesus Christ. <laughs> like, there's not much happening here, Japanese people. <laughs> like, I'm surprised. But what is different... And once again, it goes against the whole the Toxic Avenger having to obey his traumatons is the two girls actually survive the attacks by Toxie in the Japanese version, which I'm sure you can see on the deleted scenes here, where the girl, he, the brunette he made sit on the hot rocks, she just has like a bandage on her ass, like a big, like, kind of almost pillow-sized bandage on her ass. Yeah. And the blonde girl has her ha- all her hair cut off, so she's got a bandage on her head, you know, so the, the idea was Toxie just fucking scalped her, I guess, you know? But yeah, there is a scene... Where they come back at the end, you know? Because yeah, they never just show what happened to her. They just show, like... Yeah, he's got the scissors. You imagine he stabs her or something. I was kind of disappointed well, by that. I'm like, he's so graphic detail in the murder of everyone her. else. What happened to her? That makes sense, because he takes away the beauty in them, right? Yeah, like, he right. takes away... Yeah. yeah. Let that be a lesson for you, hot ass. That was actually one of the things <laughs> that bothered me, is... Obviously, that's Julie's first time in the club because when she's running away, she runs into the one place she cannot get out of. Yeah. You know? it, which is very Nightmare on Elm Street. Yeah. yeah well, so yeah. I mean, you've got the. I mean, for a while, I'm like, yeah, she yeah, just. Yeah, I was going to uh, say, yeah. I'm sure the. The other room. Yeah. And, well, yeah, and she pulled that thing open, the rats with the red eyes are in there. And yeah. I was like, yeah. Yeah. <laughs> I'd have to say that's the only time that actress did like a great job. Besides, like just taking her shirt up or down or whatever. <laughs> she likes her. And most too. of it was eighty yards. Shirt off or down. Oh, yeah. yeah. Most the, of it the was tanning. Man, like I can't get over that because when the, the the women, I don't know if it was just the eighties or what, but like they were so tan. Oh, it was that the eighties. When they take their tops off, oh, you just yeah. get this definite white. Oh yeah, baby. like it's too much. <laughs> well, yeah. The, you gotta <laughs> now, now, yeah. Oh, now they yeah. go to tanning booth so you don't get oh, the tanning line. Yeah, or, or it seems like they're more pale. <laughs> like a, you get more of a milky. Well, that's white because you, skin. yeah, milky you, white. Think of it. Think of it like <laughs> think of it like a steak. You burnt the outside, but you left the inside raw. That's basically yeah. what you've done because right. they, they stayed out in the sun. Like I said, you know? I don't blame yeah. Toxie, man. I love I, the if I was Melvin, I'd be right there. I'd be like, oh shit, you want me? You're into me wearing this pink tutu? All right, baby. <laughs> Yeah. Sounds good to me. Yeah, Melvin man. come so, dancing out. He was a happy man. Well, Thought shit, he was, I yeah. too, man. <laughs> he liked his pink. I like too. that she gave him something. You know, she she did take mm-hmm. the top off. Gave him yeah, a little like, something. Gave yeah. him, had to get because he was like, I wear the sissy stuff. You know, right? I had to give him incentive and fuck. Got it. He got good it for me. Should we wrap it? Wrap it. Wrap it up. Wrap it with Brent. Yeah. Oh, that's me, isn't it? Uh, hello. Uh, I will be Brent this evening. Uh, yes. Uh, <laughs> Yeah. Um, yeah. Okay. So this is the first time I've ever seen Toxic Avenger. What? Believe it or not. Um, I don't know how. I don't know how it missed my uh, my radar. But yeah, I would say 
for I, I kind of so we had seen Monster in My Closet, so I kind of know what I'm getting into with the trauma. I don't have a lot of experience with trauma films. You don't need one. But- <laughs> There's no- one other one I'd show you for sure. And, uh, what I, there's run, no player's guide for this one. <laughs> well, while watching this one, I could uh, there was an appreciation that I had for the enthusiasm in this film. Like everybody, I think making this film, whether they're getting paid or not, I don't know, but they they felt like they were making uh, like something, you know, like something great. Like I feel like they were like, oh yeah, this is gonna be the best monster movie <laughs> ever, you know better than those universal monsters we're gonna do the toxic avenger and it, it, it i think that that comes across across yeah no ed um <laughs> across I, I i just got accosted for that recently no no okay anyhow no. <laughs> um, Grand yeah. Nazis. I, I i think i think it comes down on the couch after <laughs> <laughs> i think it comes across as a uh uh, it's it's a film unlike the cynical Sharknados and all that stuff where they're like we're making this thing to be ironic it feels like this film they're really trying to do something and they were working on a budget and they were pushing the limits to what they could do with that budget and the sky was the limit and I don't think they achieved it by any means but at the same time I think that enough fun came from that to where you can enjoy watching this film even you know oh, it's been 30 years or whatever since yeah. It's still, it's still a lot of fun to watch, and yeah, they're pushing those limits with the the like the morality of the film. But it's, it's you know the the gun thing and the sh- shooting the dog. I did call it. <laughs> was this was shot on film, Ching. right? Yeah, shot on film. But I, I yeah, I would definitely recommend it. I think that I can get over the little hurdles that I had with it. Um, it's by no means it's not. It's a film, but it's not like a film. You know, it's not. It's not a Siskel and Ebert. <laughs> it's not a film. It was shot on it. It was. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. It was. But it's worth your eighty-seven minutes. So you should probably go check it out. Okay, I I like Toxic Avenger. I always have. But to me, I like it for the fact that it's unapologetic trash cinema, and that's <laughs> they, they do not care. It's there to have fun. Like you said, the actors are over the top. Everybody's like. It's almost like the Charlton Heston. You blew it up. Damn you, you blew it. You know, they bring that kind of level to it. And it's yeah. like, really, for that line, that's what you brought to it? But but I did enjoy it. I mean, you know, the special effects are, are, are cool at times. There there are other times it's just cheesy garbage. But, I mean, some of them are really cool special effects, like the kid getting run over with the car. That was a really cool effect. Uh, some of, you know, some of Toxie's transformations, you know, those those I enjoyed. Uh I do only recommend the first Toxic Avenger because if you watch the rest of them, it is like being in a semi truck going down a grade without brakes. You want to jump out, but you might as well just stay and see how it ends because it's that's the only thing. Because I did watch all of them, and you know the first one's good, but it does get progressively worse, much like a staph infection. So don't do it. Uh, you know, uh, but again, you know, it was a fun movie. It, it had its little messages. We've talked about that, you know, the uh, about the toxic waste. Uh, I think it dealt with bullying quite a bit. You know, the, the thing about the positive, uh, you know, body image. And then you got people 
in there that just wouldn't have it. You know, like the heavy set girl. She's in there, right? you know, and the the two the two gay guys. They were over the top gay guys. But, but ch- you know, oh, sorry, but check this out. As long as they're in the program with them, right? They're accepted by as long as even though they're fat or they're whatever, as long as they're still as egotistical and body conscious, it's cool that they hang out with those people. They just have to be just as fucked up or whatever. <laughs> well, and they did show that. They showed the heavyset girl and she's leaning and talking to these two, you know, handsome guys and they're just, like, normally they'd be walking away. They'd have treated her like everyone else treated Melvin in, in reality. But like you said, she's part of the program so she can get the ride. Uh, you know, like I said, it's it's not a great movie, you know, as far as if you're looking for, you know, classic horror, but it's a lot of fun. I mean, go on, go on, you know, have a couple of beers, ha- have some friends around, because that's that's what I enjoy is when you like when you watch tonight, watching by yourself, you know, you'd be like halfway through, you're like, yeah, I'm gonna go to sleep now, but you know, <laughs> but when you got your friends there, when you got your friends there, it's fun, and, you know, because everybody can sit and kind of have a little chuckle at the screen and discuss it. So, you know, uh, again. It always makes me feel sad when I say this. I, I remember seeing this like when it first came out. So, you know, but I was probably, let's see, I would have been 17 at the time. It's like, oh my God. Yeah. But, you know, and these were the movies they were making then, you know, that, that were going over the top. They were still making the some. No, no, no. I, I got it on v- VHS and brought it home to my VHS machine. But, uh, but, uh, <laughs> call me. I am your VHS machine. But, uh, so. You know, they were putting out good horror movies, but this is, like I said, this was just one that went over the top. They didn't care, and they've kept on doing it with Class of Newcomb High. Uh, Sergeant Kabuki, man, I, I do, I like that one, but they they never <laughs> have apologized, and they're still doing it. Tales from the Crapper. It's like, oh, what a horrible piece of garbage, but they have so much fun doing it, and Lloyd is in top. He, he's, like, he's like the Stan Lee of crappy horror films that he drives you along. You're part of the club, and, and I think that, that does think get a little infectious. Dude, that's the trauma. You're a fucking whatever you want You're to call it. You're one of that. us. A tromite. Yeah. What would you call it? <laughs> trauma. 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 Whatever, yeah, yeah. trauma, whatever. Trauma. Traumatized is yeah. what you yeah. usually yeah. find out. Yeah. Yeah. It is. But. It's, a, it's a club. It's a funny joke that you're all in on the joke, and and that's you what Stanley did with Marvel. Stupid it is. You're just yeah. like, oh, the tits blew up or whatever the fuck. Just whatever extreme bullshit. Well, and yeah. they know exactly what to do. They've got the the comedy aspects, then the stuff for the stoners. They get you know they got the everybody's getting a little high, like you said, you know, and then you've got. You want to get the teenage boys? Well, we've got that. We'll drop these tops and we're in. Yeah. yeah. You know? So, and, and, and I think they hit their target audience, who they're looking for. I think they're hitting. They're not They're not looking for Siskel and Ebert. You know, they, they know they're not going to get them. But, you know, Rhonda Shear may show our movie. So, there you go. Yeah. But I do recommend Toxic Avenger, and that's it for me. Yeah, I mean, I think, I think for sure that you know, trauma is hitting its uh, its audience. I mean, as evidenced by the success. I mean, the fact that we know that you know the trauma brand, it's just they aim so low. You know, I mean, the, their strength is in their marketing more than it is in their movies. I mean, if we're talking about maybe people have heard of Toxic Avenger, maybe people have heard of Class Newcomb High. That's pretty much, I think, as far as like <laughs> most people go. Do you think, though, that they're aiming low or that their skill set is just low? Well, uh, yeah, okay. It's lazy, lazy, lazy filmmaking. I think yeah. it's, it's a lot of effort in the promotion, uh, you know, and the, the club mentality of you know, of trauma. They've fostered that, I think. I mean, they go the extra mile when it comes to, like, the special features and stuff like that on their discs. I mean, you know, they're, they're doing it that way. 
but it's like their movies are just, it's a bunch of people just fucking off, you know, or just, you know, like, yeah, whatever, it doesn't matter, let's just do it, blah, 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 blah. And so it's, uh, I mean, I, you know, you mentioned Sharknado earlier, because I'm like, of the movies we watch in the Freak Show, it's like, this is in line with Monster in the Closet, Return of the Killer Tomatoes, and Sharknado, uh, and Cannibal the Musical. Um, they don't feel like movies to me. They feel like these are just people, like, fucking around and making these things. My experience with this was Travis at one point made me watch, I think, the first three Toxic Avenger movies in one night. We sat here and watched them. And uh, (laughs) I remember being like, oh, God, this is going to suck worse than anything's ever sucked before. And I watched Toxic Avenger, and I'm like, eh, it wasn't as bad as I thought. It was funny, and some of the jokes were good. And and then, like, Toxic Avenger 2, I like the way Gary, like, uh, charitably says they get progressively worse. I thought it was like a fucking cliff. It like, is it a went drop from, like, from the first one to like, oh my god, this is what I was afraid of. Toxic Avenger two. I only said like that because Lloyd is my friend. Well, That's it fucking all. Literally, <laughs> I mean, it literally goes from makeup effects to like a rubber mask. I mean, yeah, right, yeah, yeah. yeah, from one movie to the next, it's just like, god damn, they didn't even like try. <laughs> so let me try and get you in my frame of mind then. So this may not be entirely fair. I'm, I'm giving you that now because yeah, I think it's wrong when you give your right. Review. I, I have I've been thinking about that all night long. Actually. It's <laughs> like how am I going to justify what I'm about to say when I like a movie like Chillerama? <laughs> yeah. But I saw the Toxic Avengers part of this three marathon you know set with uh, Travis. I had seen it before that, but it was like 20 years. I'm earlier, sure we did, and I don't remember. So I'm like, eh, it wasn't that bad. Toxic Avengers. So I'm like, he's like going to play it tonight. I'm like, eh, okay. I've been. I had, a, I had a really late night last night. I fell asleep through part of the movie. I think I was struggling to stay awake. So the oh, comedy God. wasn't working, like, at all. And oh, I'm like, I fucking hate this movie. I fucking hate it. I just wanted to be over. It's wasting my time. I just wanted to be doing anything else but watching it. So tonight I had a really negative experience with The Toxic Avenger. <laughs> and, but I'm saying that's, it's based on that's my crazy. frame of mind, not the movie itself. So... I can't say I'd recommend it based on what I saw or the way I experienced it tonight, uh, but I may have recommended it the last time I saw it. So, again, I think it's a it's a tolerance, and it's basically a, a tolerance for this type of, you know, we're just goofing off kind of movie. And yeah, you know, if you're in that club or not, I guess. I don't know. Tonight I was not. Unfortunately, <laughs> I did not partake in the festivities. Your membership. Was I was involved. shut out, and it was not for me. And I was sitting there, and I just wanted to uh, wanted to leave. I appreciate your honesty. <laughs> Very. I don't. I've always given Colin crap about liking because okay, movies like Chillerama, where it's like, dude, it has the exact same sensibilities as this movie. It's crass and gross, and and, yeah. and I would say even worse than this fucking movie. I would say written worse. Like if you just look at. Like, what's said, the acting, I would say, I like Toxic more than Chiller. It's just the idea that, like, Hobo with a Shotgun and Chillerama look better. They're photographed better. Just because it's a little easier, I think, to photograph nowadays than it was yeah, back in... it's not even that. I don't, I don't think it's entirely that. With, but I can't articulate it right now. It's your... Because, <laughs> I mean... I mean, I've never been a huge fan of this weird type of comedy or this trashy cinema I mean I do like my first the whatever my my few trauma movies that I like you know just because hey you know if you like weird cult movies you know I think you're gonna like a trauma movie or two 
<laughs> you know, they're just going to be in there. Here, hoity toity. <laughs> and, uh, I like my shitty movies, sir. Oh, uh, yeah. there's no trauma movie that I like. <laughs> Not a single goddamn one. That's crazy. <laughs> But I think it's because the photography. I really think it's the... Because obviously with Hobo with a Shotgun and Chillerama, I don't think it's the type of extreme humor, the extreme goofiness. I really yeah. think it's the photography that really gets you out of these movies. Know, maybe. But that's just my own, like, yeah. I'm actually reviewing Colin and not the movie. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> no. Lay back on the couch and let me finish this. <laughs> Colin's problem with watching movie. So, uh, I mean, I just have always loved this because, like I said, you took... They took two of my favorite fucking things as a child and put them together. Superheroes and slasher movies, you know. I had, like, a... I had a, a, a slasher movie. They pick on the boy till he, like, commits suicide or kills himself. Then we had a superhero's first night out beating up the bad guys. Then we had a, a POV chasing down somebody and, you know, killing them or whatever. It's like, I just loved how this movie, as a kid, went superhero... Plus, it was like, holy shit, I mean, come on, this has to be one of the first anti-heroes of, like, a superhero genre, you know, this fucking superhero that just has no problem ripping off Army way before Spawn or the Darkness, all that shit. It's like Toxic Avenger was doing this shit in the 80s, you know, making bizarre fucking, like... uh, (laughs) The uh, Universal Monsters? Or at least Frankenstein, was he... Eh, Not like a superhero, though. I'm talking Uh, more superheroes, because, I mean... Toxic Avenger, I mean, that's what's so funny about it. It's like, Toxic Avenger, he's one of those few things we always talk about. Plays in both worlds. Just like Terminator, Aliens, Predator, Ghostbusters. They were, you know, just these movies that were also able to come over into the comic book world. And, you know, these characters are just as fucking usable Almost in any medium, you know, I'm sure maybe a novel won't be great at the Toxic Avenger, you know, but, you know, cartoon, comic book, movie, you know, you could just do a lot with these, you know, with these guys, you know, and, uh, and, well, I've always loved, I swear to God, look at my movie collection, it's all special effects, you know, no matter, it's like, well, these are kind of good special effects, these are kind of Italian in the 70s and they you know it's like so I mean that's just of course another thing with me where just the idea of uh, seeing special effects at a kind of a young I mean I'd say a young age I mean 84 who the fuck besides like Savini or Baker were really doing like good stuff I mean shit if it wasn't Savini and Baker it was pretty much shit you know or Stan Winston or whatever there was Manimal on TV man <laughs> yeah, that's how they got the hair bladder. Wait, aren't they making a movie out of that now? Oh, uh, like Will Ferrell. Yeah. No, Will Ferrell bought the rights. Yeah. I'm sure. Oh, we'll, yeah, make a right. joke movie out of it. I'm sure. Well, come on, it sounds pretty good, like a joke movie. <laughs> I used to watch that show. Man, whoa, So I, uh, yeah. So I will always love this movie. I think this movie gets better the more you watch it because you can look at what's going on in the background. Like you said, the fat girl leaning on the skinny guys hitting on you know. Shit like that, where it's just this cartoony little crap in the background, and just like yeah, they're they're over they're crazy, over exaggerated performances. Sometimes good, sometimes bad, but I think uh, it's the mark. I like I love when the chicks like 
when they're looking at the picture of the dead of the dead kid, and, and she goes, "I mean, fuck as cheesy as this sounds." She's like, "This is fun." I mean, yeah. it's just so fucking like that, oh my that God. new camera brings out the red. Yeah, yeah dude, yeah. it's just like. <laughs> I think it works for how empty they are. I'm sure that's not the point of the movie, but it just works for me. It just works for me. It's, it's good comedy. It's good, like, you know, it's just bullshit. That's what I'm saying. It's like, if you truly like Colt, if you're truly a fan of the Freak Show, then this is a movie for you. Amen. If you could truly call yourself a freak. <laughs> so, what are we watching next? Oh, shit. That's uh, Brent. Oh, boy. Uh, next week, wait for it. We're going to watch Buffalo 66. Dun, dun, dun. Act more oh, surprised. More surprised. Oh, holy shit. That's that the Vincent uh, Gallo movie with Christina Ricci from like 1994. The very one, Colin. The yeah. very, the very one. Crazy. I've never seen it. <laughs> you will next it. week. Oh, next week, I guess. Go, Buffalo 66. Until next week. So until next week, find all of our past episodes. Go back and give a listen to like past episodes like Monster in the Closet. Cannibal the Musical, uh, Return of the Killer Tomatoes, and Sharknado, all related to tonight's episode. No, not Sharknado. Totally. <laughs> they didn't have effects. Not Sharknado. Yeah, totally. Uh, and, or it wasn't uh, funny at all. <laughs> well, maybe that was the problem. It was, yeah. I forgot to say that in my wrap-up, that basically these are movies that are trying to be bad, bad movies. Instead of a movie trying, that was trying yeah. to be good that was bad and trying to Go see anyway. Sharktopus versus Bear. Piranaconda. Piranaconda. That's awesome. That's going to be ours. No, it's the Bear. Uh, bear. Tactile. Bear. Bear. Just these titles make me want to commit yeah. suicide. It's a, it's a Roger Corman. There's a Roger Corman. <laughs> I'm going to go home and blow out the pilot light. Are we just going to have like a slow fade out from there? Let's have a slow conversation fade out. It's gone bad. That's it, ladies and gentlemen. That is all.